Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, everyone. And live from Colin Kaepernick's Open Workout, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana <laughs> and the Sherpa. Jenna, how are you doing? It was a tough weekend for both the uh, your Cowboys and my Giants last week. It was. I had made peace with it early on, so I knew it was going to happen, and I was okay with that. I mean, it just I didn't. It, I guess I was wrong on both those games. So they Shame don't. They me. don't play. They only play two quarters at best of, four, of football. It's hard to beat teams that way. But maybe we'll bounce back this week. I can only hope. <laughs> I think your Giants uh, will fare a little better because they're on a bye week. So things are looking up for you this week. Well, they can't get any ground on the first draft pick on the Bengals. So that's one downside. I'm sorry about that. uh, (laughs) But the Bengals are probably going to take a quarterback with that first pick, presumably that's where they end up. So that'll leave the Giants for their choice, I guess, of an offensive lineman, a wide receiver, the defensive uh, lineman at Ohio State that, just got reinstated from his suspension. So there, there's lots of uh, reason for optimism in 2023 for Giants fans. This is true. You've got a few years. The rebuild is on. <laughs> but Actually, we are optimistic that we have a pretty jam-packed show for you tonight. So I'm excited about that. How are you feeling about this week? I'm pretty good. I was just going to finish the thought. A friend was uh, texting me about the Giants last week and was wondering if they were already going to pull the plug on the on the Shermer Gettleman oh, era and I said my oh, guess God. would be that they get one more year I mean if if the Jets have already come out and said Adam Gase gets another year then I would imagine that uh, you know that they'll give uh, Gettleman and uh, Shermer another year unless Gettleman wants to make Shermer the scapegoat for this year which wouldn't be right no no, I don't think it's his fault at all. The fact that Adam Gase gets to keep his job, regardless of what happens, is kind of crazy to me, though. I, it hasn't gone well there. No. So, no. Anyway, why don't we uh, mm. get on with the show and we can discuss uh, bad teams at, at greater length <laughs> and get to our game pick. Yeah. We've got we've got a jam-packed show for you tonight. We're going to be breaking down everything week 11 in the NFL, who to start, who to sit, Our game picks, waiver wire pickups, the always fun injury report, daily fantasy picks, and so much more. So stick around for us. We'll be here for a full hour as we are with you every Wednesday night from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. If you can't get enough of us, and really who can, you can find us all week long all over social media. We're on Facebook at the the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can find us on Twitter at the number 4THN Inches Show, at Fantasy underscore Sherpa, and at JKIM16. I think you can figure out who's who there. And like I said, we've got a whole hour for you tonight. Uh, We do have a couple of teams on buys. It's not quite as bad as last week. Uh, But you are down four teams and some pretty good players this week. Green Bay, the Giants, Seattle, and Tennessee are all on buys this week, which is good because Tyler Lockett needs some time to recover in the hospital from that nasty leg injury he suffered on Monday night. 
Um, but we'll touch on that in just a minute in the injury report. So, like I said, we'll talk injuries, and then we'll give you waiver wires because there are a lot of big names that are going to be missing time this week. A few coming back, but we'll we'll take care of you. Don't worry. Um, like I mentioned, Tyler Lockett did end up in the hospital after Monday night's game. He spent most of the second half on the sideline without a helmet. They called him questionable to come back and then sent him to an emergency room, worried he might have compartment syndrome. Turns out to just be a deep bruise on his leg. So they're calling it a serious injury, but not giving really much of a timetable. So keep an eye on that. If he's day on your team, you may want to start. Yeah, we're, we're all day to day, just like Tyler Lockett. You may want to start thinking about some uh, some options for a plan B for next week. But he's got a week to get healthy, and hopefully that will help. In uh, Pittsburgh this week, good news out of their their practices. Running back James Conner has been back and fully practicing. He looks healthy. He's going to start this week after missing the last two weeks. Uh, Running back Benny Snell Jr., unfortunately, is not practicing. He's going to be out this week with a knee injury, as well as wide receiver Ryan Switzer, who also does a lot of their returns. Uh, On the flip side of that game in Cleveland, tight end Ricky Seals-Jones is questionable with a knee injury. They're saying it's going to be a game-time decision, so I would certainly have a backup plan there. Uh, It is slim pickings in the tight end world. There are a lot of injuries, and he's just one of them. Other faces coming back this week, Nick Foles. Nick Foley and Dynamite is going to be back under center for the Jaguars after missing the last several weeks with a broken collarbone. Unfortunately, that doesn't mean Gardner Minshew and his 80s headband and mustache will be on the bench. Uh, In Indianapolis, Jacoby Brissett is dealing with that knee injury still. He is likely starting for the Colts, barring any kind of setback this week. He looks like he's going to be good to go. In Atlanta, less, uh, less good news for them although they did pick up a win this week. Running back Devontae Freeman is out for this week with a foot sprain. He's likely going to miss a few weeks. Also, it looks like tight end Austin Hooper is going to miss as much as a month. Depending who you ask, he possibly has an MCL sprain. Dan Quinn says that's not true, so really depends who you're asking, but it looks like he is not going to be playing this week and likely for the foreseeable future with that knee injury. In Houston, wide receiver Will Fuller is questionable. It looks like he is going to play this week coming back from missing the last few games with that hamstring injury. And in Baltimore, wide receiver Marquise Brown has been limited at practice with an ankle injury. He's questionable. It looks like he's going to play, uh, barring any kind of setback this week. In Dallas, wide receiver Amari Cooper is dealing with both ankle and knee injuries and has been seeing specialists. He did not practice today, um, but they're saying he is definitely playing this week. How effective he'll be, we'll find out, but he's going to be on the field. Their defense is also pretty battered. Uh, they they managed to get a couple of guys on the field last week, which is good. Uh, hopefully going to do that again this week, and hopefully they'll be a little more effective, but we'll see. In Detroit, quarterback Matt Stafford missed his first game since 2011 last uh, week with that back injury. The severity seems to be anybody's guess. It, it really, again, much like Austin Hoover, depends who you're asking. He could be missing no time or several weeks in the rest of the season and potentially his career is in jeopardy. So it really runs the gamut. Uh, he is likely not playing this week. They haven't officially ruled him out, but it looks like the Jeff Driscoll era will roll on. Also, starting running back Ty Johnson is in the concussion protocol. He's not practicing. He's pretty questionable, so keep an eye on that as the week goes on. In New Orleans, their offense is pretty pretty healthy, much healthier than it has been the last few weeks. But their defense is certainly hurting. I'd keep an eye on that. The Buccaneers also missing several defensive players at practice today. So it looks like that may be a 
very offensive-heavy game this week. I'm sure uh, when we talk about our game predictions later, our scores are probably going to reflect that. In Atlanta, uh, quarterback Matt Ryan also did not practice. He's dealing with that ankle injury that cost him a game, but he did play last week. He's going to play again this week unless something serious happens between now and then, so they're pretty hopeful there. In Carolina, running back Christian McCaffrey did not practice. He's been taking Wednesdays off uh, the last few weeks. They were calling it a knee injury before. Now they're calling it a foot injury. And they did they did come out and say it's mainly just a rest day. So it's nothing serious there. Don't be alarmed. In Jacksonville, wide receiver D.D. Westbrook's been dealing with a shoulder injury. He's been on the injury report the last few weeks. But he fully practiced today and looked good. So he's getting healthy at the right time. He and Nick Foles had really good chemistry before his collarbone snapped in half. In Indianapolis, Jacoby Brissett may be coming back to the field. I'm not entirely sure he's going to throw to, though. Wide receiver Paris Campbell didn't practice with that hand injury, and T.Y. Hilton's also not practicing with that calf injury, as well as tight end Jack Doyle not practicing today with a shoulder injury. They're all questionable to varying degrees, and it's going to certainly come down to game time for some of those. Also worth noting, Wide receiver Devin Funches in Indianapolis is eligible to be activated off the IR here in the coming weeks after breaking his clavicle week one. It was a bad time to be a collarbone that week. Uh, he is limited at practice. It was his first practice back today, so he's hoping to be on the men soon. And their wide receivers are the walking wounded, so I think everyone's hoping he gets out there fast. In Denver, running back Philip Lindsay is on the injury report with a wrist injury, but he was a full participant at practice and looks like he'll be fine for this weekend. Tight end Jeff Hureman was limited with a knee injury, uh, but otherwise they seem pretty healthy. The matchup a little tough for them. On the other side of the ball, uh, for Minnesota wide receiver Adam Thielen still not practicing after his hamstring injury uh, caused him to miss last week's game as well. They're being cautious with him. They don't want to rush him back and have it re-aggravated like they did last time. Doubtful he plays this week. Have a plan B there for sure. Um, and they have several concussions and injuries going around their defense. So that Minnesota defense may not be quite as dominant as usual. So keep an eye on that as well. In uh, New York, the Jets running back Le'Veon Bell did not practice. Not only does he have the knee injury that was uh, kind of slowing him down a little bit last week, he's picked up a rib injury and he's also under the weather. He's just plain old sick. So he's having a tough week. Uh, they're they're planning on him playing this week, so hopefully he's getting a lot of rest. Wide receiver Some Robbie flowers. Anderson and yeah, and Demarius Thomas both were limited to practice. Um, everybody seems to have multiple injuries on the Jets. Anderson's dealing with back and shoulder injuries. Thomas is dealing with knee and hamstring injuries. So one just isn't enough in New York. You have to be an overachiever. In Washington, uh, they announced this week that Dwayne Haskins will start the rest of the year. I'm not even sure why that was news or we had to have a press conference about it, but this is what the Redskins do. Also, they are unsure when running back Chris Thompson is going to play. He's still dealing with turf toe. He's missed the last few weeks. They're calling him questionable. I, I'd i be surprised if he played this, this week. He's more doubtful than anything. Uh, so no real time people there. Tell him, yeah, guys, guys, baby's back. He's back and a good start this week. Tight end Vernon Davis is still in the concussion protocol, but he was at practice and limited, which is a good sign. It looks like he probably will be on the field this weekend. In Miami, old quarterback Ryan Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick, that beard, he is uh, still being listed on the injury report with a shoulder injury. He's fully practicing, though. I guess a couple of wins will cure a lot of aches and pains. Yeah. I would be really impressed if they put him on the injury report because he he had a beard issue. That would be phenomenal. 
I mean, if we can let Tom Brady be on the injury report for four years with a shoulder injury and he played every game, I think we could let a beer be on the injury report. But I digress. <laughs> San Francisco wide receiver Emmanuel Sanders left that wild Monday night game with a rib injury. They're calling him day-to-day. He's hoping to play this week. Uh, seems pretty optimistic there. Less optimistic for running back Matt Breida. He re-aggravated that ankle injury. He's seeing another doctor for a second opinion. That's usually not a good sign. And tight end George Kittle, who also did not play, is not practicing. He's dealing with a knee injury. He's questionable coming into the week. That's going to go probably right up until game time. In New England, they're coming off their bye weeks. They're fairly healthy, but tight end Matt Lacoste was limited at practice today with a knee injury. Seems like he should be fine for this weekend. On the other side of the ball in that game in Philadelphia, wide receiver Alshon Jeffrey did not practice an ankle injury. He's planning on playing this week uh, unless something flares up, which hopefully it does not. They certainly are going to need him. And running back Jordan Howard is dealing with a shoulder injury. He was limited to practice. In Cincinnati, it seems just about nobody went to practice today. Uh, wide receiver A.J. Green's not practicing with that ankle injury. Wide receiver John Ross, however, is back at practice. He's eligible to come off IR in week 13, so maybe worth a stash, although he is still on the worst team in the league. Other players not practicing in Cincinnati today. Tyler Eifert, he's just resting, just didn't want to practice. Uh, wide receiver Alex Erickson's dealing with a back injury, and tight end Drew Sample is dealing with an ankle injury. They both missed practice as well. For the Raiders, running back Josh Jacobs is dealing with a shoulder injury, which he's had for several weeks. He was limited practice. They tend to try to rest him a little bit on Wednesdays. He's still going to play this weekend. And in Chicago, running back David Montgomery, who had a nice nice uh, little showing here the last few weeks, was limited with an ankle injury. It's the first time all year he's been on the injury report, so hopefully it's nothing serious. And tight end Trey Burton is not practicing with a calf injury. He's questionable, but hopeful to play this week as well. Ah, we can all breathe again, or just me, because nice everybody job. else has been doing everything else in the world. <laughs> nice job. You're going to be on the injury report with lack of breath. I might actually be already on the injury report. <laughs> we all made it through. Oh. Let's find some yeah. guys to replace Pulmonary all of these injured human back. beings. Yeah, yeah, I'm already a mess. <laughs> but I'm not um, on IR yet, so we're okay. Well, it's a good thing because at this point you wouldn't be eligible to return anymore this season. I know, it's too late in the season. You're stuck with me now. Just taking right. up a roster spot. <laughs> All right. Well, for those of you who are trying to fill roster spots, hopefully I get rid of this frog in my throat and stop sounding like Harry Belafonte. But for those of you who you are. You do whatever you need to looking, do to get through the show. We support you. You do. That's right. I remember doing the show outside one year when it was 30 degrees because that's the only place I could get reception where I was yeah, that, that was night. Tough. But we that was tough. You were downtown in New York. It was not a good time. <laughs> yeah. You sounded was, cold. I remember that. That was, and I remember you doing a show from a restaurant once. We have some good stories. Yeah, I've a couple of times. Years. We've been in a lot of restaurant yeah. kitchens doing radio shows. <laughs> All right. So um, this week, I think we're both uh, relatively uh, in relatively comfortable settings. So we'll commence with the waiver yeah. wire uh, report then. So. As far as running backs, a little bit more than in previous weeks. Uh, Darius Geis, you know, Washington um, is out there in a lot of leagues still and back. Um, Brian Hill, obviously the big name 
um, on a lot of mm-hmm. lists this week after his showing against uh, New Orleans this week. I don't like the matchup against. Who would have thought uh, he'd be the leading rusher last week? Who would have thought? On a team that would yeah beat upset New Orleans had on the no road. No business winning. Yeah. yeah. I, I had him as a rookie was, was and dragging him down even let him go. Yeah, that, oh, that must geez. be it. So <laughs> I feel like that might have been his one shining moment, but we'll see. I know a lot of people are spending on him this week in free agency as though he's uh, a sure thing for the rest of the season, but it also might just be supply and demand that there's relatively also, also few options. Also still on the Falcons. There. Yeah. Yeah. So Brian Hill is out there. Um, Frank Gore, recently demoted, is out there. Uh, Kalen Ballage is out there. And uh, Naeem Hines with uh, Indianapolis, you know, terrible week for Indianapolis against uh, the Miami's last week. But uh, Hines himself had a pretty yeah. good game. So those are sort of the five that if I really had to run to the waiver wire for running back this week, those are the guys I'd be looking at. Uh, any names you care to throw on the fire there? I'm very excited about Darius Geis. Definitely at the top of my list is he's out there. Um, Wayne Gallman, I think, is interesting to stash. Um, Saquon Barkley certainly got beat up the other day, but hopefully a bye week gets him a little healthier. But when there's Slim Pickens out there, he's uh, certainly interesting. And Naeem Hines is, is very high on my list. I liked what I saw out of him at, like you said, an ugly game for Indianapolis. That was really the bright spot. Okay, uh, moving on to wide receivers. Uh, as in most weeks, there are a lot more options in the wide receiver um, pool. Debo Samuels had a few nice games for San Francisco. He's out there in a lot of le- uh, leagues. Zach Pascal gets Joe B. Jacoby Brissett back this week. Cole Beasley's been having a nice run recently in Buffalo. Philip Dorsett, mm-hmm. uh, II, is uh, back with the <laughs> Patriots and should be, in my mind, a shootout with the Eagles this week. Deontay Johnson starting to get more play in Pittsburgh. Hunter Renfro uh, starting to show some uh, flashes of, uh, of ability there in Oakland. Uh, Randall Cobb having a quietly nice uh, season, at least yardage-wise, is a yeah. second or third option in Dallas. Uh, James Washington, another of the Pittsburgh uh, secondary receivers. And then uh, if you want to stash somebody who's on a bye this week, uh, Darius Slayton had a really nice game against the Jets mm-hmm. uh, for another wide. I actually, I actually started him last week, and that it paid off for me, that's for sure. Yeah. I tried to pick him up in one Let's league, but for some reason in that league, you can't pick up players if they've been cut that week. So I was uh, mm-hmm. reduced to uh, trying to pick up the other Giants receivers that uh, didn't fare so well Hadn't last week. But, uh, Darius, <laughs> yeah, the Cortland Suttons and the, you know, yeah. the, the likes. Of, of them, you know, the, this past week that didn't work out so well, but Darius Slayton definitely would have been on my uh, um, team last week. But uh, nice going for uh, having the foresight to pick him up. But uh, any other wide receivers you want to add to the list? Uh, no, no, I'm, I'm certainly, I'm with you on Randall Cobb, especially with not knowing exactly how healthy Amari Cooper is really going to be. Um, Hunter Renfro and Cole Beasley definitely on my list. And D. Westbrook, if he's out there, uh, and he seems to be in, a, in at least half the leagues that, that I'm in. But he and Nick Foles had some really good chemistry. He's getting healthier. Nick Foles is back. I think there could certainly be something there. All right. Speaking of quarterbacks and Nick Foles, uh, if you're 
down a quarterback or if you're missing Aaron Rodgers or uh, or um, Ryan Wilson, you're probably not missing Ryan Tannehill or Daniel Jones, but if you are, my condolences. <laughs> but uh, some waiver wire options to consider this week at quarterback, uh, Kyle Allen with Carolina, Sam Darnold uh, with the Jets, Nathan Rudolph with Pittsburgh in a Thursday night game with Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett with Indianapolis, Nick Bowles, as uh, you've heard several times already on this show, back this week with Jacksonville. And then if you're really, really desperate and uh, don't mind throwing your money away, Trubisky's out there in a lot of leagues. (laughs) Don't mind throwing your money away. Well, I mean, if that's not an endorsement, I don't know what is. Yeah, that's that's not exactly a ringing endorsement. I don't know what the opposite of a ringing endorsement Yeah, that's it's a pretty weak uh, endorsement, pretty tough of lukewarm. <laughs> oh god. Teeth clenching well, endorsement. Should we, just, should we just go to tight ends? Like I don't know how I top that. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to add to the quarterback situation or no? No, I mean it's it's kind of a sad state of affairs in all honesty. Like it's hard to get excited about like a Jeff Driscoll who is serviceable if you just you know, or really out of luck, but I mean, uh, it's probably going to be your hungry. Thanksgiving Day starter for the Lions. I think he's going to be. Well, we'll see. We'll see what Matthew Stafford's mm-hmm. uh, chiropractor has to say about that. Yeah. So, he anyway, needs a back guy. On, I got one. <laughs> you know, yes, you you would know all too well. Um, yeah. Moving on to tight ends, as you had suggested a moment ago. O.J. Howard starting to show signs of life in Tampa Bay. Uh, Kyle Rudolph yeah. of Minnesota. Um, Mike, your friend Mike Gasicki uh, with uh, Miami. Noah Font with Denver. Tyler Eifert with Cincinnati. Dallas Goddard with Philadelphia. And Jacob Hollister with uh, Seattle. And do you want a bit of uh, tight end trivia? Yes. Name the school that I think has more tight ends in the on NFL rosters than any other right now. And I, I haven't done the research to verify this, but I'm pretty sure it's correct. Oof. I'll give you a hint. It's not Iowa, even though they had two first this past season. Not Iowa, huh? I don't think so. Um, no. Well, I want to say Penn State, but I don't think that's it. No, I think it's actually Harvard, if you can believe it. Really? Ben Broniker. <laughs> Anthony Ferkser, um, Cameron Brait, and then I'm cheating a little bit, but I think he could count Kyle Jessick as a yeah, tight end, yeah. even though he came into the league as a hybrid H-back, fullback, whatever. But, hey, yeah, you know, anybody can be a hybrid these days. You can. They get better mileage, too, but you, know, you don't they really do. think of Harvard they as do. being a football factory, but... Uh, and I think they have another. I mean, uh, good they, tight they call Penn State year, linebacker yeah. you. Maybe Harvard just tight end you. People just don't know. We need to make them aware. Well, a lot of people we from Harvard have been accused of having tight ends. But uh, anyway, <laughs> why don't we? Um, so, oh, did I mention Jacob Hollister? He's uh, another um, bye week stash. I did. Okay. Yeah, yeah, a good one, too. Especially with the way tight ends yeah, drop it like flies. Do you think Seattle is just like tight end heaven or is it something, are the tight ends that good or is it just Russell Wilson likes to 
throw like Iowa for baseball. Make gold out of uh, out of straw. I think Russell Wilson very much helps the situation, and the fact that their wide receivers cannot stay healthy also really helps the situation. Yeah, that probably has a lot to do with it. You're right. It might be tight end heaven. Could be. Might be. And now for uh, defenses this week. Three that I particularly, whose matchups I particularly like and are available in more than 50% of Yahoo leagues. You've got Dallas on the road at Detroit. I know you might uh, be hemming and hawing about that after the injuries and the mm-hmm. performance against Minnesota last week. But especially with Jeff Driscoll starting, I think that's a nice matchup for Dallas' defense. I could see something. And then, uh, the, <laughs> then the New York Jets. And uh, the Washington Redskins defenses both come highly recommended, mainly because they're playing each other this week. So, or I should say, their teams are are two not very good football defenses aren't actually playing each other. Well, the Jets showed they could put up points on a bad defense. I'm just not sure that Washington's defense is as bad as the Giants' defense. I think both those defenses are good. Could be in danger of winning another game and, and ruining their tank schedule much like the uh, Dolphins are doing. Well, the Jets have to lose this game to get back in the in the race for a, think, a top five I think they're pick, primed so and ready. They definitely have the motivation. To like you said, there's well there's case. 18 teams with a top five pick. That was your prediction early in the season. Yeah. <laughs> and right. I think I'm, we're right I'm on schedule for I'm not quite sure how the math that. works out there, but uh, there are, I think okay. there, I predict math there will be 18 teams math. with That's a top fine. five pick. Yeah. <laughs> We're right on right on your timeline here for top five picks. <laughs> we are. Okay. Uh, anything else you want to say about waivers, or shall we just get on to position picks? Um, the Raiders are out there in a lot of leagues. They're playing the Bengals. Here we go pick them up. I know the Raiders' defense is actually not a good defense, but anybody against the Bengals is a great defense. Yeah, I mean, geez, that's well, yes, you're you're and, right about I that. I mean, Philip Rivers might still be throwing to Raiders players. He might still be doing it right now. What I'd really like to see is what um, Mitchell Trubisky could do against the Bengals' defense. That's musty TV. Do you know, statistically, that uh, Mitchell Trubisky is actually a better quarterback over the last calendar year than Jared Goff? Well, that's mainly on the strength of what Goff has done this year and what Trubisky did last year. I think he had seven – did he have seven touchdown passes in one game last year, I think? And I think he's had eight all of this season. So Yeah, well, you know what? Might have peaked a little early. But I'm just saying, if you look at the last calendar year, Mitchell Trubisky's better quarterback, and that's a little terrifying. Yeah, Yeah, I'm not so sure how – Fun fact for you. Okay. <laughs> I still think the I, I still think I'm going to pick the Rams over the Bears this week. I also am, but we'll get there shortly. <laughs> okay. All right. So uh, why don't you lead us off with uh, running backs this week? Who you like? Right. Who your top ten are? My number one, no doubt, probably forever at the top of my running back recommended list is Christian McCaffrey. Uh, I don't care if his head, shoulders, knees, and toes are all hurt. I still want to start him, especially against this Atlanta defense. Uh, at two, I've got Ezekiel Elliott. The Detroit matchup may be uh, 
not as ideal as I would like, but I think he'll bounce back. They got embarrassed in prime, pretty uh, pretty handily in primetime last week. Uh, three, Josh Jacobs. Again, not worried about that shoulder injury. Alvin Kamara and Dalvin Cook rounding out my top five. Leonard Fournette of the now Nick Foley and Dynamite Jacksonville Jaguars at six. Nick Chubb, um, Melvin Gordon, James Conner, and rounding out my top ten is Mark Ingram. Aye, aye. All right, not bad. We uh, agreed on six of ten. So actually, our top four, our our top four are the same guys in slightly different order. But uh, so I actually okay, like Ezekiel look. Elliott most this week. I think he'll uh, be wow. able to hop into the Salvation Army bucket a couple times. Well, I do I guess love playing in Detroit, so we won't be able to do that. But <laughs> maybe he'll do that next week or Thanksgiving. Jerry week. might bring it. You so, never know. He could have it loaded on a plane yeah. right now. That would be something. So Ezekiel Elliott at the top of my list, Christian McCaffrey second, Alvin Kamara third, Josh Jacobs fourth, Mark Ingram fifth, Jordan Howard sixth, Todd Gurley seven, Damian Williams eight, Carlos Hyde nine, and rounding out my top ten, also in your top ten, Darwin Cook. Uh, I have a pretty long honorable mention slash uh, hedge uh, list this week, and that would include Sonny Michelle, Marlon Mack, uh, James Conner, Melvin Gordon, and Tevin Coleman, all just outside my top ten. Okay, I can actually get on board with uh, with most of those. So that's good. That's good. We actually are Any in those agreement. Those guys wind which, up on your avoid list. Well, the uh, top of my avoid list is Tarek Cohen. I I don't think there's a lot of points to be had for Chicago this week. Uh, Royce Freeman, Kalen Bellage, Latavius Murray, Naheem Hines, who I'd love to pick up on the waiver wire, but like maybe I don't really want to start him this week if I don't have to. Chris Thompson, LaShawn McCoy, who inexplicably was just not played last week. He was ruled out for seemingly no reason. tried to trade him to Um, me last week in a dynasty league. I'm glad I turned that down. (laughs) I also have. Yeah, still. Still, good time to turn that one down. And then I've got yeah. Frank Gore, Giovanni Bernard, and Peyton Barber running on my avoid list. Yeah, I was supposed to give the guy a third-round pick in exchange for a fourth-round pick for the privilege of rostering a guy who didn't play last week. I think you made the right call there. I feel pretty good right. that you did. <laughs> All right, my avoid list is uh, headlined by Levy and Bell. Joe Mixon, Philip mm-hmm. Lindsay, Brian Hill, Royce Freeman, David Montgomery, J.D. McKissick, and Kalen Ballage. So some overlap. A little bit. So Brian Hill, even though knowing he's going to be the guy in Atlanta, uh, you don't you want to avoid. You don't even want to start him. Don't even want to put him in purgatory. I think Carolina is going to put up enough points against Atlanta's defense that they're not going to be rushing too much, and I just don't have confidence that he's going to be a – big part of their uh, passing game, even with Austin Hooper uh, likely out. So he is, he is Jonas Gray, but of the Falcons. One game wonder. I don't know if I'd call him a one game wonder, but I just don't think this will be his second game. Okay. I can live with that. What do you think about wide receivers this week? Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, I know you don't like Thursday night games, but he's at the top of my list this week. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Michael Thomas, Julian Edelman, Cooper Cup, Tyreek Hill, Stefan Diggs, Amari Cooper, 
Keenan Allen and Alshon Jeffrey rounding out my top 10. And uh, honorable mentions to Debo Samuel, Tyrell Williams, Marquise Brown, DJ Moore, and Robert Woods. Okay. Uh, some of you guys did end up on my avoid list, namely Juju Smith-Schuster. Uh, <laughs> but we'll get there. <laughs> that would be a mistake, but uh, lay your wisdom on us, and then we can argue. We, we shall see. Uh, I have Michael Thomas at the top of my uh, start list, Tyree Kill, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Godwin, and Mike Evans in my top five. I think there are some points to be had in that Tampa Bay-New Orleans game. Uh, are those two a tandem uh, or are they separate recommendations? They're separate. Separate entities, not a tandem. Okay. Them two whole humans. You go uh, out on a limb <laughs> a little more than I do. Well, I might put Juju Smith-Schuster at the top of my avoid list. So I'm a little risky this week. Uh, at six, I've got Julian Edelman, uh, Julio Jones, Kenny Galladay, uh, DJ Moore, and Amari Cooper rounding out my top ten. We agreed on five, and DJ Moore was on my honorable mention list, yeah. so I guess I'll give myself yeah. half credit there. Uh, my avoid list <laughs> is headlined as it has been several weeks this year by Odell Beckham Jr., uh, Adam Thielen, um, if he plays, Alan Robinson, Kenny Galladay, who was on your uh, recommended list, is on my avoid list, Corson Sutton, Terry McLaurin, uh, Jamison Crowder, and Robbie Anderson rounding out my avoid list for this week. We have some overlap on the avoid list. Um, like we said, I've got Juju Smith-Schuster at the top of my list. I just I don't think there's going to be that high scoring of a game. Um, also, I'm not entirely sure what their offensive strategy is. I'm not entirely sure there is one. I just I don't like the look of the Steelers right now. I don't particularly love Thursday night games, as we all know. Um, but I'm I'm not interested in Juju this week. Uh, I also have Will Fuller uh, V in the spirit of II. Will Fuller the fifth is on my avoid list as well. Uh, Zach Pascal, Chris Conley, Philip Dorsett, Larry Fitzgerald, Danny Amendola, Demarius Thomas, Robbie Anderson, and Debo Samuel. So Demarius Thomas, Robbie Anderson, not a tandem, single humans. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a little less risky to bunch them up on an avoid list than on a They're a not they're list. still alive, so it's harder for Sam Darnold to see them because they are not actually ghosts. Our cat is going berserkers here. I don't know why. Maybe he's anxious to hear my quarterback recommendations. Um, <laughs> Carson Wentz is at the top of my uh, list this week, which is a rare occurrence this season. Lamar Jackson, who is has been a pretty uh, steady presence at the top of uh, my recommended list for most of the season, is there once again this uh, week. Drew Brees third, Dak Prescott fourth, Derek Carr fifth, Tom Brady sixth, Philip Rivers seventh. Patrick Mahomes, eighth, Kyle Allen, nine, and Jimmy Garoppolo, who's having a pretty disappointing season, uh, rounding out my top ten recommended with uh, Mason Rudolph just on the outside looking in. That's fair. Jimmy Garoppolo, definitely on my avoid list. Uh, <laughs> get there in a minute. Uh, I have Lamar Jackson at the top of my list. Uh, loving everything about it. I like the matchup. I'm all in on him. Patrick Mahomes is at two on my list here. Dak Prescott, Drew Brees, and Deshaun Watson rounding out the top five. Josh Allen all the way up at six on my list. 
Uh, Jameis Winston, Tom Brady, and Derek Carr, and Matt Ryan rounding out the top ten. Cat's still going berserk, so I guess it wasn't my quarterback recommendations that he was excited Maybe about. Maybe he's got beef with your quarterback um, recommendations. That could be. Your cat's trying to tell you Jimmy um, Garoppolo is not the real deal. <laughs> could be. I'm not sure. Um, my avoid list is headlined by Kyler Murray this week, Baker Mayfield, Jameis Winston, Matt Ryan, Sam Darnold, Nick Foles, Sorijana, Dwayne Haskins, Mitchell Trubisky, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Finley, rounding out my uh, avoid list and dishonorable mentions to uh, Brandon Allen and Jeff Driscoll. That's fair. That's fair. Dishonorable mentions is a tough place to be. Um, Dwayne Haskins it's even also worse on than my being avoid in list. Purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> I, I couldn't I, quite Jeff make it into purgatory. Actually, he's he's in my purgatory, but. Um, Dwayne Haskins decidedly on the avoid list, as well as Kyle Allen, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jacoby Brissett, Kyler Murray, Kirk Cousins, Jared Goff, Ryan Finley, and Carson Wentz making an appearance on the avoid list this week. Well, we obviously see that game uh, pretty differently. We'll see. And I'm most certainly not an Eagles fan, as you know. So, Yes. Um, tight ends, who do you like? Uh, I like Travis Kelsey an awful lot, uh, especially with Patrick Mahomes seemingly still struggling to kind of throw that deep ball with that knee. Uh, and being in Mexico City, it's kind of like a Thursday night game to me. There are going to be some weirdness, some variables, but I think Travis Kelsey is a good constant here. Um, Hunter Henry at two. So any tight end in that Chargers-Kansas City game, go and start. Mark Andrews at three, Darren Waller, George Kittle, as long as he gets on the field, I think he'll be very productive. Zach Ertz, Gerald Everett, Greg Olson, Jared Cook, and Jason Witten rounding out the top ten. Possibly the only appearance he's going to make in the top ten, but he's there. Nostalgia pick. Just a little bit. Um, A little bit. I've got Zach Ertz at the top of my list, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Greg Olson, Darren Waller, George Kittle, again, if he's healthy enough to play, Jared Cook, Vance McDonald, and now I'll we'll hit you with a couple of tandems because I just can't go a show without doing that. No, uh, you Rudolph can't, especially when it comes to tight ends. Tandem. And the Jordan Akins, Darren Fells combo. And then uh, just on the outside looking in are the Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron combo, Dallas Goddard not comboed, and Ben Watson not comboed. <laughs> not combo number five, regular people. Just human. Right. Just, I'll take a regular Ben Watson, <laughs> not the combo. <laughs> not the combo. I don't want chips and a drink with it. Just one, just one yeah, I don't Ben want, Watson, please. Exactly. I just want the player. Forget <laughs> the chips and drink. <laughs> I'm washing my calories. It's fine. Um, yeah. I, I also have the Jack Doyle, Eric Ebron combo on my avoid list. Uh, <gasps> Vance McDonald, OJ Howard. I did, I did a combo. Noah Font, uh, Dallas Goddard, Mike Kosecki, Darren Fells, Kyle Rudolph. Uh, that's, that's it. I didn't even go full 10. I went combos. It's like I channeled you for my, my tight end avoid list. And how does Mike Kosecki feel about that? Probably not great. I would say not awesome. I want to recommend them, but I just don't actually think. It's tough. Tough out there. Okay. Uh, Noah Font at the top of my avoid list. Uh, O.J. Howard, Ryan Griffin, 
uh, Vernon Davis, TJ Hawkinson, Mike Gasicki, uh, Tyler Eifert, and Trey Burton, who probably wishes we were back in Philadelphia getting ready to play the Patriots this week, uh, rounding out yeah. my boys list at tight end this week. That that signing has certainly not worked out well for uh for I really Burton thought it would be a very so good fit, but it, it has not. It's been a bust. I mean he hasn't been healthy at all, which doesn't help anything. He hasn't been healthy and his quarterback is uh a, a big step. Forgot down how to be a quarterback. Philadelphia. Yeah. So yeah, not a good combination all around there. Mm-mm. I mean his paycheck probably looks nice though. So we've got that going for it. It probably does. Just he probably hates going Certainly to work every mind. day, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so um defense wise, I'm gonna recommend Minnesota, Washington, Oakland and the Rams are in my top tier this week. Uh, Jets and Dallas just behind that. And then kind of a bigger tier following that, Pittsburgh, Indianapolis, New Orleans, Buffalo, Carolina, and San Francisco. So that's 12 instead of 10, but uh, three very distinct tiers of recommended defenses. Okay. Uh, I went with the traditional 10 and 10. (laughs) I definitely have Minnesota at the top of my list. (laughs) I know, I know. Real choir chick over here. Just, you know, trying trying to live my best life amongst the parameters. Um, but I've got the Vikings at the top of my list, the 49ers, uh, the Saints, Steelers, and Rams running out my top five, the Bills, Jets, Patriots, the Raiders, and Panthers running out my top ten. And then uh, my avoid list, since you already did your tiers. I've got the Redskins on my avoid well, list. I have done my as avoid well as... list. I have tiers oh, for I'm my sorry. avoid list. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, you've got tiers for the avoid list? Give me your tiers. Give me your tears. Okay. New England <laughs> is in a tier by themselves this week as an avoid defense to avoid. Um, wow, okay. The rest of these, you can all put the names in a hat and draw one out, but I would avoid Philadelphia, Houston, Tampa Bay, Detroit, Atlanta, Cincinnati, Chicago, the Chargers, and Arizona. So anyway, it's one kind of big tier, you know, one, one tiny tier with one team in it, and then a tier right below that with about Ten teams in it. <laughs> really made quite the pyramid there. I did. Uh, again, I just I just have ten ten teams not tiered, but we'll we'll roll with it. I got the Redskins, the Jaguars, the Ravens, Cowboys, Bears, Colts, Browns, Chiefs, Eagles, and Falcons. There's no tiers in football. I mean. A lot of tears for some of my fantasy teams last week. <laughs> yeah. We had a lot right, of injuries uh, going around. There was one we did not even start a, a flex player. Just didn't even do it. Not enough healthy bodies. But wow. that's neither here nor there. It was bad. It was it was right. a tough one. Okay, so um, game predictions. Uh, Thursday night game. We uh, start off with Pittsburgh against the resurgent Cleveland Browns. Uh, Pittsburgh. And started off the season uh, very poorly, played better lately. I think that trend is going to continue. I think uh, Pittsburgh, you know, Cleveland had a nice uh, game last week but I, at home, but I think they're going to uh, fall to a superior Pittsburgh defense this week. I'll go with the final score, Pittsburgh 27, Cleveland 24. I've got Pittsburgh winning 24-20, so I think a little less scoring than you do. I just... 
don't feel great about either of these offenses. I just, like I said before, I don't really know what the Steelers are doing. I don't really think they do either. And Cleveland inexplicably has built a team with a quarterback who specializes in short, accurate passing and wide receivers that specialize in being downfield threats. So their, their whole system doesn't really work. What they should do is give Nick Chubb the ball about a hundred times, which means they'll probably throw about a hundred times because nothing makes sense in Cleveland. So by default, I think they're losing at home just because they're more dysfunctional than the Steelers. And as the saying goes, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. So, yeah, and Freddie Kitchens, I, I don't even know if he knows where the off switch is on the heat right now. Things are not going great for him. Yeah, I, I'm not sure who's more likely to get canned at the end of the season between him and Adam Gaze. But right now, I think uh, unless he starts doing some winning these last uh, six weeks, I think he could well be the, the first one out the door. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. He is overmatched right now. Things are not good in Cleveland. Uh, one other quick question for you before we get off the topic of uh, Cleveland. Kareem Hunt, Sure. Uh, what did you think of him last week? Would you pick him up? And you know, Do you think he's going to contribute anything fantasy-wise the rest of the season? He had a nice showing last week. But what do you think about he his He did have a nice showing last week. I just, and do you have any moral I, qualms I've, about having him on a fantasy team? I don't have any moral qualms about having him on a fantasy team, which I, I'm probably in the minority on. But I, it's – He's he's a a player. He's you know I'm I'm not living and dying by how he lives his life. Is he an idiot? Yeah, for sure. But is he a good football player? Absolutely. Um, again, the Cleveland de- the Cleveland offense is just so dysfunctional. I would pick him up just because there are not a lot of healthy running back options out there, and I'd love to stash him. But I just it would have to be the right matchup. I just don't know what we're gonna get out of them. What do you think? Um. Kind of the same, you know, obviously I'm yeah. not in favor of uh, hitting women or anything like that. But, you know, I figured, you know, Nobody he's served his punishment from the NFL. And if he's eligible and, you know, you know I, I just, yeah, I don't have a problem picking him up um, uh, on a fantasy team, you know. But uh, I don't know. I, I think he could uh, turn out to be a, a a decent contributor the rest of the season. I mean, obviously, he's not going to do much unless Nick Chubb you know, goes down with an injury. But, you know, we've seen backfields before, you know, particularly the Saints when they had uh, Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara were both uh, mm-hmm. viable fantasy starts uh, week to week. Of course, yeah. I'm not comparing the current Browns defense to the Saints, uh, current Browns offense to the Saints offense of a couple of years ago by any stretch of the imagination, but, you know, it's not out of the realm of possibility that they could both um, be assets to a fantasy team simultaneously, but we'll see. Yeah, absolutely. All right. I've uh, left us uh, short of the barrel here for um, our game. That's pick, okay. So I'll pick up the pace a little bit here. Uh, Baltimore hosting Houston. This is probably the game I would be most interested in or one of the games that, yeah, probably one of the two games or three games I'd be most interested in watching this weekend, um, Sunday early game. I'll go with uh, Baltimore just because they're at home. I'll expect this to be a shootout, and I'll say final score, Baltimore 31, Houston 28. I like it. Um, I've got Baltimore winning 34-24. I think they're going to dominate. 
the Texans pretty well, but there's a lot of fantasy points to be had here. I'm I'm all in on Lamar Jackson. I've I'm fully consumed the Kool Aid. Okay, um, this will probably be the last game before our string of uh, agreeing on games ends. <laughs> but uh, Minnesota hosting Denver. Uh, this seems to me like one of those uh, games that shouldn't be much of a contest uh, unless Minnesota's looking ahead or unless they're looking back to their victory at Dallas. But I'll go with Minnesota at home hmm. uh, pretty easily. I'll say Minnesota 27, Denver 17. I've got Minnesota winning 30-17, so we're thinking right along the same lines. Even with a, a beat-up Minnesota defense, I just Denver just does not have enough in the tank. And if there's one thing that Kirk Cousins does well, it's beat teams with bad records. And Denver's coming in with a bad record. So I think I think Minnesota will be all right, especially at home. Not on the Brandon Allen bandwagon yet? Not so much. I'm not okay. not on it. I'm just not. I'm just, like, near it. Not on it. I'm not on it. You're not taking shots at it. You're just not no. along for the ride. Yeah. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. I'm ambivalent um, next on up it. We've, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, Jacksonville at Indianapolis. Uh, here's the game I think we're going to disagree on, Indianapolis. How can you lose at home to Miami? I don't know, but I'm going to pick them against another Florida team this week. I'll say that uh, with Jacoby Brissett back in the battle, that they'll uh, – beat the quarterback uh, who really should be playing for the Colts, and that's Nick Foles. I'll go with uh, Indianapolis 27, Jacksonville 24. Shocker of all shocks, you were correct in that I am picking Jacksonville to win this game. Um, Jacoby Brissett being back is great. I just don't know who's going to throw the football to. Jacksonville defense is no slouch. They're better than they've looked. Nick Foles coming back will give them a new dynamic. I think it makes them a little more dangerous this week, and I think they're going to steal one in Indy. They're going to win 24-20. All right. Um, well, I'm <laughs> glad that I've uh, learned my lesson after 10 years that I can at least know when the disappointment is coming. But uh, Yeah, anyway. I'm, I'm predictable in my unpredictability. Exactly. So next up, we have a game which I'm pretty sure we're going to agree on, and that's uh, New Orleans um, on the road at Tampa Bay. How can they lose at home against Atlanta? I think they're going to be – I think they're too good a team to come out flat two weeks in a row. I think New Orleans bounces back in a big way this week. Uh, The defense will contain Jameis Winston and Mike Evans. I'll go New Orleans 31, Tampa Bay 24. I've got New Orleans 30, Tampa Bay 24, so I think we're totally on the same page. Even watching that New Orleans-Atlanta game last week, I still am not entirely sure how they came out and were that bad. Um, But this week, they certainly bounced back. Okay. Um, Next, the uh, game that everybody, this is must-not-watch TV, or as other people would refer to it in Washington. Tickets are starting at $10 for this game. You can be at this game in person for a mere $10. Yeah, unlike the Eagles-Patriots game where the the least expensive seat is $195 right now, but uh, this is uh, the Jameson Crowder homecoming game, and uh, I don't think Mm -hmm. either team is uh, going to acquit itself too well, but because somebody has to, you know, come out with a victory unless Donovan McNabb is doing the prediction. Could be a tie. I'm going to go Donovan with, could show up. Uh, I'm going to uh, go, and he might since he did play for Washington for a bit, but I'm going to go for um, Washington just because they're at home uh, to, and because I'm mad at the Jets for beating the Giants. 
last week, but I'm going to go with uh, Washington sure. 20 over the Jets 17. I'm taking Washington to win 28-21 over the Jets this week. I think the only way to make Redskins fans even angrier and more unhappy is for them to actually win a game because now they're all in on tanking and getting an, a great draft pick. And their team's going to come out and ruin that and ruin all the good in their world by actually winning a football game. So that's how D.C. works. I've got them winning 28-21. All right. Next up, we've got your Cowboys on the road at Detroit. I know you're worried about this. I'm not. Uh, Dallas, again, is going to bounce back like New Orleans um, from a a home loss. I I think they're going to win this convincingly. I'll say Dallas 31, Detroit 20. I would love your score and your view of this to go well. Um, Maybe I respect Jeff Driscoll a little bit more, and I'm a little more worried about the Dallas defense. I don't know, but I've got Dallas winning. I am picking them to win, although I would not be shocked to see them lose this game. I would be furious, but I wouldn't be surprised. I have them winning 27-21. Okay, next up we've got uh, Buffalo against the suddenly resurgent uh, Miami Dolphins, who are probably it's all the magic in his beard. Mad. It's magic. Yeah, this, <laughs> it's magic is costing them dearly in the uh, quarterback uh, lottery next year, although there's it's weird. There doesn't seem to be that one consensus college quarterback. I mean, at the beginning of the season, people were talking about Justin Herbert and Tua Tagovailoa, but um, mm-hmm. and several others have crept into the mix. I like the Justin Fields, the Ohio State kid, Jalen Hurts, the Oklahoma quarterback. I think there are a lot of good ones out there. Actually, I'm not sure if Justin Fields is eligible for the draft or not, but the others are. But uh, anyway, we'll see. But uh, Miami doing its part to, uh, to uh, you know, give themselves a, you know, not as good a pick as they would have had several weeks ago. I think they're going to get back on the right track from their perspective this week. I think Buffalo, uh, they played Miami. Uh, Miami played them tough the first time. I think that'll be even more the case at home this week, but I'm going to go with Buffalo to pull this out by field goal. I'll go with the Josh Allens, 27 over the Ryan Fitzmagic's 24. I'm taking Buffalo to to bounce back and look a little better. Um, Last week's game was ugly. (laughs) And Miami can't win forever. I I think this Buffalo defense is going to slow them down enough. I have them the Bills winning 20-17. to Close game. A watchable game. But not a lot. We both think it'll be close. I just, you know, I guess we disagree on how much offense there'll be, but we'll see. Yeah. Um, next up, uh, the Christian McCaffrey's, uh, who I take it is your favorite fantasy player this season, um, Carolina hosting so. the suddenly, you know, the almighty uh, Atlanta Falcons. I, I'm not buying it. Not buying it. I think Carolina, I think Carolina will uh, prevail at home. I think it'll be a close game. I think Atlanta will be able to muster some offense, but not thanks to Brian Hill but I'm going to go with a final score of Carolina 31, Atlanta 24. I am sticking true to my proclamation several weeks ago that I was not picking the Falcons to win another game this season. I'm going to stay true to that. I'm taking the Christian McCaffrey's and pretty much just Christian McCaffrey to score 27 points and beat the Falcons 27-23. Okay. So you think it'll be even closer than I do. That's interesting. So now for the late games. Uh, I know you're not a believer in San Francisco. You picked against them Absolutely last week, not. and you were right. I was I wrong. 
but this week they're back at home, short week, hosting an Arizona team that's been somewhat up and down. I'm not impressed. Uh, San Francisco will prevail in this game um, on the strength of their defense. I think they'll get back on the winning track. I'll go with San Francisco 30, Arizona 24. If San Francisco loses this game, then all of a sudden all the the naysayers are going to come out of the woodwork and people will be handing the division to Seattle already and talking about well, how the Well, that's the thing. They lose this game. That division the gets very but... interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Uh, I actually do think San Francisco loses this game. I think they uh, have a lot of key injuries right now. I think Jimmy Garoppolo's got to stop turning the football over. I think Arizona's going to come in and steal one. Like you said, it's a short week. There was a lot of adrenaline. There was a lot of energy in the last game. Came up a little short, and I think this is going to be a bit of a letdown, and they're going to lose 27-24. Go Cardinals. All right. Arizona um, run game. Up. That's what's going to be the difference. All right. Uh, we'll, we'll see. Um, <laughs> next up, we've got uh, Oakland across the bay. Well, actually, not across the bay. San Francisco plays in Santa Clara now, but that's uh, a ways yeah, down enough. the road. But uh, yeah, same idea. They're both uh, hosting late games on Sunday. I wonder if you could be at both games for like a half. That might work. Depending on whether the because one I forget which conference it is it starts at 4:05 and which starts at 4:25 but uh, that that could work I guess it's the San Francisco's earlier starts at 4:05 so the San Francisco's the earlier one I would have thought Oakland would be the earlier one but inexplicably San Fran is okay so anyway I, I suppose it might be possible to watch uh, most of the half of the both games, but I, I don't know if anybody will do that. But anyway, mm-hmm. or actually attended in person is what I meant. Um, Cincinnati on the road at Oakland, like everybody else, I think Oakland's going to just beat up on Cincinnati. I wasn't too impressed by Oakland early in the season. I thought the whole John Gruden thing was a bunch of hot air, but turns out they have some uh, good young players and there's, you know, Josh Jacobs, probably your rookie of the year winner, I think. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Right now, I, I think they're just a much better team than Cincinnati, so I'll go uh, Oakland 31, Cincinnati 17. Cincinnati's terrible. Oakland, uh, not great statistically, but they showed up last week. I think they'll have another big week this week at home. I have them winning 34-19. A lot of field goals for Cincinnati. Go Chuckies. Yeah, right. the Chuckies. Uh, Spider 2Y banana all up, day. Next up, we've got... Uh, Rematch of uh, Super Bowl 51, the Eagles hosting the um, the Patriots. And I just, yeah, I don't know. The, the Patriots have obviously been the better team this season. The Eagles are just up and down uh, and in danger of not making the playoffs. But I think they're going to uh, rally. And just to annoy people, I'm going to pick a repeat of the Super Bowl uh, final score. I'm going to go with the uh, Eagles 41 and Patriots 33. Okay, I'm definitely taking the Patriots to win this game. If you don't think Bill Belichick has been plotting this revenge since pretty much 10 minutes after the Super Bowl ended, you're crazy. Um, I think New England is a, a better overall offense. Both defenses are a little suspect. Um, until Philadelphia really comes out and shows me that they're, they can look consistent from one week to another. I, I can't get on board against the Patriots. I think the Patriots win 30 to 24. They keep it close, but I think New England's a better team. 
Okay. Um, next up, we've got the Sunday night game, which um, it's too bad they couldn't flex this one, but uh, Chicago on the road yeah. against the Rams. I think the Rams will destroy them. They'll go uh, Rams 31, Chicago 17. I've got the Rams winning 20 to 16. I don't know what the heck's going on in LA when you put Blake Bortles in and you let Johnny Hecker throw passes. Like how much do you have to not believe in Jared Goff to like run this crazy stuff? I don't know what they're doing. I think that Chicago's defense keeps them in it and it's a a much closer game than maybe people expect. Well, certainly than I expect. All right. And then rounding out the schedule, we have what should be an entertaining game uh, to pretty potentially explosive offenses, although I don't know what the heck is up with Philip Rivers throwing motion right now, but I don't know. Terrible Maybe he's so good too. But he was bad. He looks like he's trying he to shot put the ball out He can't be that bad this week. He's got to actually be better. Well, I don't know. I wouldn't say that necessarily, but anyway, as you mentioned before, this game being played in Mexico City, so I'm going to say that Kansas City kicks a 90-yard field goal in the thin air on the last play of the game and wins this. I'll go he's Kansas okay. City 31, Chargers 28. That would be a record by Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes thinks he can throw the ball 100 yards in in the elevation. I would like to see that happen. I don't think it will, but I would like Maybe to see it happen. Yeah. Um, healthy, but, but on the not. fact that Phillip Rivers was absolutely terrible, and I think he will be better, but I don't necessarily think he's going to be better than Andy Reid is at coaching against teams in this division. I'm taking Kansas City to win 37-31. Close game. Not not Philip Rivers night. And just real quick before we sign off for the week, a couple of daily fantasy picks for you. Uh, at quarterback Kyle Allen, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and Ryan Finley. Again, we're looking for value here, so you can put those studs in your lineup and win some cash. At running back Josh Jacobs, Brian Hill. Even even without the Falcons necessarily winning a game, I think there are points to be had, especially at the price and Darius Geis. At wide receiver, Traquan Smith, Marquise Brown, and Jamison Crowder. At tight end, O.J. Howard and Mike Gusecki. I finally recommended him somewhere. Uh, and defense, Miami and New Orleans are great picks there. Thank you for hanging with us a little extra this week. We uh, got off on some tangents, as we like to do. But we will be back with you next week on Wednesday night, as always, from 9 to 10 p.m. Eastern time. And, of course, you can find us all week long all over social media. We're happy to answer your lineup questions, talk sports with you in general. Whatever you want to do, we're around. We're on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page, on Twitter at the number 4THNInchesShow, at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. Thank you so much for hanging with us. Guys, we'll be back next week with all the goods to help you win in your Week 12 matchups. So good luck this week, unless, of course, you're playing us. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.